Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the stories and the insights to, from business owners. My name is John Cassidy Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I'm your local Federation of Small Businesses membership advisor, meeting and supporting business owners from all industries. Today, I have the pleasure of having Jay with us. Hello, Jay. Hello, John. Thanks very much for inviting me. Oh, it's a real pleasure. Thanks for taking time out to do this. I know life gets busy. Yeah, it can do. Um, yeah, it's pretty busy at the moment. Has oh, that sounds long. good. Um, yeah. So tell us what you do. So I am the founder of Cave Academy, which is an online training school, essentially. Um, we do training for the VFX games and animation industry. Um, I say online. We also do in-person training. So I go to a lot of colleges, universities, um, companies for the in-person side of things. But um, I would say most of our stuff is online training for the creative industry. Ah, sounds, sounds fabulous. I'm keen to find out more about that. Uh, before we do, are you happy to share some of your journey, your story? I always love to hear how somebody got to where they got to. Yeah, of course. Um, so I guess when it comes to training, I've been or in CG and VFX. Um, I've been in the training sort of area for around 10 years now, I would say, since I graduated in 2010 from Bournemouth University. Um, I then stayed at Bournemouth University for three years as an academic. Um, so I was teaching on the BA and master's programs. And then, um, actually I was there for four years. And then I left uh, Bournemouth University to go to Double Negative, which is a VFX um, company in London. Um, they've worked on Inception, um, all the Batman films with Christopher Nolan. They do all the, um, they've done the recent Tenet, things like that, essentially. Um, so I was there as part of the in-house training team and I was there for five years um, and it's there I, I would say I, I picked up a lot of stuff because you know the good thing about the role that they gave me is they basically said go and do your thing um, you can mix with every department you can mix with any level of person so whether it's a supervisor a junior a technical person an R&D person a production artist they basically said just find out whatever you need to and then share that with the team essentially um, so that was an amazing experience to be given that much kind of um, freedom. Obviously, there were things that they needed to um, kind of release you know, quickly. For example, if there was a new show coming up and they needed some training for that particular show, they would, you know, we would work on that. But for the most part, it was the whole company of 1,000 people in London, another five, 600 in you know, um, Vancouver, Montreal, India, was opened up so I got to just ask questions everywhere. You know, I was just asking a gazillion questions. Um, so I was there for five years and then it kind of got to a stage where um, when you're working for any company, they obviously have their own um, kind of ideas of what they want essentially. And I had my ideas of what I wanted for teaching, especially in this um, field that I work on. So, um, as, as valid as their points were for what they wanted to do, you know, and what was needed for the company, I had, I guess, slightly different ideas of what I wanted VFX animation and games training to be, um, you know, for the wider audience, let's say, from schools to colleges, universities, and then people who are just self-learning. Um, so I left DNEG or Double Negative, well, they're known as DNEG now, um, around last September, I think it was, 20, 
2019 what year are we in 2020 so yeah, I left, yes. yeah <laughs> just get my bearings I left in uh, 2019 I think it was and that's when I went more full-time with Cave Academy um, in the background it's been going since December 2017 in terms of the company you know being formed and so on um, and then in in the background before that it's been bubbling for maybe you know a year or two so so really to get to this stage it's taken maybe three four years um, but we only really went live I think it was the week before lockdown <laughs> which was interesting <laughs> yes yeah. but mind you if you're an online company that was probably yeah. perfect timing as well it, it was it, I mean two things happened I guess it was it was good timing for that um, but at the same time uh, everyone who everyone then decided to release their own stuff so you had yes. you know a hundred extra people saying here's my new youtube channel for training here's my new um kind of patreon here's my new this that and the other so suddenly um, people had more times on their hand and they were just creating content which was great and amazing um and i know a lot of the people doing that stuff and they're fantastic people but we just suddenly had a lot more competition in an already competitive um kind of market yeah um, and I guess the other thing that happened with the lockdown is um, everyone's lives just changed, you know, overnight. And they still haven't obviously got back to what they were. I mean, they never will. Um, so that put a lot of our plans, um, you know, they, they basically threw up what we had intended to do. Um, for example, we were going to do more in-person stuff. We were going to do um, some shoots that we had lined up for the upcoming training. Um, so all of that had to go on the back burner and we just had to approach it in a slightly different way or change plans. Yes. I think a lot of people could relate to that. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's been interesting. I, I didn't think because we were online, um, they, that much would change, but because everyone else's lives had changed, uh, they had to change their plans and therefore we had to change our plans. So we've had a, a huge knock on, uh, knock on effect, but it, again, you know, we're just rolling with the changes. It's, yes. Yeah. I don't think you can change that too much. <laughs> so I, I think the CC is it CGI has kind of taken over a lot of it's seemed, seemed to have come out of nowhere in the last sort of 10 years and grown to be a main staple of creativity in the films. Yeah, yeah I, I would say, I mean, it's it's been going for, you know, 30, 40 years. Um, but in the last 10 years, there's been so many films, so many TV shows, so many um just general online media that is you know computer graphics essentially yes and i think a lot more people are now accepting um computer graphics as a uh, a visual language um there was a, there is still that debate of you know physical and puppetry for example is always better than cg um and then and, and stuff like that which is always going to be an ongoing conversation but for the most part i would say you, there's certain things you just cannot do without CG. Um, if you want to, you know, for example, the Avengers or anything Marvel film related. I was um, going to say that enabled all the superhero movies really, didn't it? Yeah, yeah without a doubt. Um, you know, Planet of the Apes. It, it's going to be difficult to do those kind of films um, without computer graphics. So it, it, it's, I mean, for me, it's, it's just another tool for storytelling. It's an amazing tool for yes. storytelling. Um, if your story is still terrible, it's not going to help. But a puppet's not going to help if your story's terrible. Um, stop motion or 
you know, uh, film, you know, bad actors, etc. If the story's terrible, it's gonna, it's still gonna be terrible. So. Have you seen businesses started to use the technology and get involved? I've seen in in terms of businesses, it depends what type of business. Um, for example, for the car industry, yes, they, I mean, they've been using it for a number of years. Um, but there's more of a push, for example, to not do um, clay models for cars like they used to in the handcraft, the clay models. They yes. might go more into the um, into using CG for um, car development, design development. Um, so, so I'm guessing certain areas are using it more now for for just um, you know speeding up their processes. Um, and in terms of other areas, I guess everyone wants now an animated intro or a um, you know some kind of graphic for their logo etc so it's it's definitely um, permeating into you know lots of different areas um, medical for example especially with with virtual reality and um, you know virtual headsets for training and things like that um, that's that's obviously pushing a lot of or, or that's all obviously getting a lot more CG and and um, computer graphics involved for that kind of thing as well so it's yeah it's a huge huge market you then have AR on top of that um, you then have you know projections onto buildings which is kind of AR um, so I would say it's it's, it's definitely um, taking off in a big way and it's so accessible now as well that's the thing is um, you can you can you know use your phone and do like an AR trick to see something that's not there in reality um, or you can get a cheap headset and then you can, you know, transport yourself somewhere else. So it's definitely um, becoming part of everyday life almost. Yeah, it's like Pokemon Go took over my children's lives for a little while. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never played it, but I know people who have. Yeah. And they, they'd say, we're just going to the park for lunch because they've got to follow this thing. And I was like, okay, whatever works for you. Yeah. Um, but I saw that new Mario Kart game. I only see, saw a trailer, which looks pretty amazing, where you can create the track inside your house. And then the, the cart, it's a physical sort of, you know, toy car, has a camera on it that is connected to the game. So as you're playing the game, you're riding through your kitchen or your front room, etc. Wow. That's, the, that's blown reality. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think, yeah, there's going to be more of that. Uh, how much is safe or not safe maybe um you know a good thing who knows but um there's definitely lines being blurred yeah uh, especially with with esports and um you know like uh online well not online concerts but concerts where you have the digital uh avatar you know projected into the um into the concert that's happening a lot more now yes um, so it's it's a growing it's it's still a growing industry but um but it's it's definitely you know so it's, it's always changing but that makes it fun i guess you've got to stay on your toes a little it's still with that imagination the uh, anything kind of possible at the moment so if somebody's yeah. thinking of starting uh, a career along these lines and they're, they're just starting out yeah. what sort of things do you think they should consider yeah good question because um i think with with vfx you know cg animation let's say 3d animation in this case um people always think they need to get on the computer and start pressing some buttons. Um, and as much as possible, I guess, I know from my side of things, um, I try to push them away from that a bit. Um, it's more, I would say, if, if they want to get into it, um, they need good observational skills, they need good kind of uh, 
analytic skills so they can analyze the situation or a, an animation and break it down. Um, you know, things like physics are always useful, maths are always useful because it's just going to help you, um, you know, in the computer. The computer is just a bunch of you know, ones and zeros essentially. It's a machine and you're feeding it something. And if you don't feed it um, good information, then it's just going to give you, you know, something rubbish really. So for, pe for people, for example, who want to do lighting in the computer, I always say go out and see how the real world works in terms of lighting and materials. Like understand um, how light bounces off an object or how it reflects or you know how it um, gets absorbed, etc. Um, if you want to do 3D modeling, which is again a, a different stage of the CG pipeline, then I would say learn anatomy and learn learn um, how the body works, how it functions, learn about the skeleton, learn about the muscles, because that's gonna again inform you on um, building a character in 3D. So it's, um, and, and that's the bit that takes years. That's the bit where, you know, learning anatomy could be a five year journey yes. um, or longer. I mean, it's always going to, you're always going to be learning something. Um, learning lighting is going to involve learning about cameras and lenses. Um, but that's all to do with how your eye, or in this case, a camera, sees the world. So that might take a two, three year journey. But as soon as you've done that and you go into the computer, it's just buttons, you know. You're just basically saying, um, you know, create. Well, you're not telling the computer to do it. You have to do it. But you'll say, create me this arm. But you'll have the information from anatomy to know about the, um, you know, the deltoid and the humerus, etc. Yeah. Um, if you're doing lighting in CG, and the director, who will, for the most part, they're going to talk in photography language with, you know, f-stops and exposures, etc. Um, if you can then translate their language into the computer program, that's just going to make things a lot easier. Um, I'm, I'm actually working with some uh, lighters at the minute. They photograph cars um, for major clients such as Bentley and uh, Jaguar Land Rover, etc. And they have a different way of speaking to what I do in the computer. And we're finding, we're, we're meeting in the middle, which is great, or we're learning because, we, you know, they'll say, uh, something and I'll say oh you mean da 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 and I'll say something and they go oh you mean da 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 so um so we're really mixing in the middle but the results are looking great because we have someone who understands real world lighting and um and just the physics of how the car absorbs that light or bounces that light you know we're yeah. looking at um reflected lighting or bounce lighting uh, uh, you know against uh, direct lighting so it's it's um it's definitely you know if you if you want to get into cg is 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 look at the real world understand the real world um do your research essentially and then put that into the computer yeah. well what i love about that is not so much about the technology it's about yeah. living life being involved yeah. being curious about everything around you yes. uh, and then bringing that to yeah. the computer oh yeah without a doubt uh, yeah i think you summed it up yeah living life and being aware of the world around you that's a great way of putting it because um yeah i think i think if anything artistic whether you're doing it in digital or traditional is you are just observing the world essentially so yeah. when you look at a tree you see a cylinder when you look at a building you see a cube you then go okay well how does how does light hit the side of that building or that cube and where is the shadow going to lie what is the light source in terms of is it diffused is it a direct light source um, you know, all of that is just observation and, and real world analysis. 
And a lot of the times, because we do a lot of feedback for students and professionals, um, a lot of the times we will say, have you looked at, you know, if they're doing a dog, we'll say, have you looked at this type of dog? And they'll, they'll be like, no, not yet. So, okay, well, how do you know what that dog's meant to look like? You've never looked at it. Um, and I don't mean look at one picture of the dog. I mean, look at a hundred pictures of that dog from every angle. And ideally uh, spend a bit of time with the dog to pick up personalities and um, yeah. every breed has a way of being. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, my kids want a dog at the minute. So when we're out and about, we just look at, you know, they're looking at every dog. <laughs> We're looking at the different walks, the different, you know, they'll say this, this dog is, um, it's waddling. And why is that dog waddling? It's like a yeah. duck. Um, yes. This dog has got a, a bit more of a, a quicker gait when it's walking and so on. So yeah, they're actually, although it's not for CG, they're analyzing the different types of dogs and say, okay, I like that type of dog yeah. and that type of personality. Um, I think we're at the minute we're on, we're on a mix between a greyhound and a whippet. I still want a wolf dog, like, um, like a, a sheltered dog but, yeah um, but, but we yeah, had great yeah. um retired greyhounds and yeah, they're, they're lovely yeah lovely animals they really they're lazy but they're lovely oh are they okay, yeah okay. the laziest dogs i've ever had oh really <laughs> yeah okay. and they're so sweet as well so yeah, yeah. Uh, fabulous oh, yeah, observation yes and I, th I think um no matter what you do whether i think the creative arts got a lot to offer the sciences and the business yeah. world as well as vice versa and yeah. uh, I think it's true just because you've got a passion about setting up a business and doing something, the more you observe the world around you and become aware of people's situations, yeah. the more you understand, and especially at the time of COVID when we've all had to sort of make changes and adapt. Yeah. 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 Without a doubt. It's, I mean, I, I found just starting this up and actually again at, at DNEC where they just said, you've got free reign to everyone is, um, you know, everyone's got a different personality and to get the best out of people you have to be able to work with that person um so and, and working remotely working remotely is i find pretty tricky because it's all via screen yeah um, it's quite hard to read people it's quite hard to um actually sometimes it's quite hard to read people other times it's very clear because obviously <laughs> they're on camera the whole time so i guess if you're in a in a meeting and you know, in person, you can only look maybe at one or two people. Yeah, so it's quite hard to um, see what the other person's doing. But uh, I was in a meeting a couple of days ago. It was hilarious because you just have the person shaking his head, like, and then like, oh, oh. And you could clearly see he was not impressed. Um, and it just made me chuckle. Where you know, in a standard meeting pre-COVID, if, if you weren't on Zoom or go to meeting, whatever, you wouldn't maybe see that person. No. You know, in the mannerisms, but. Um, <laughs> So that's made it interesting. So I still don't know where to look at people on these kind of Zoom meetings. I, I struggle with the eye contact because it's, uh, you know, cameras in one place. Yeah. Well, I know for myself, because uh, we're recording this via Zoom. And even though I only use the audio, I'm looking yeah. at your you on the screen because because yeah. you're a human being and you and yeah. I want to connect with you. But really, mm -hmm. I should look at the camera, yeah. which yeah. actually feels like I'm connecting to you from yeah. your side, not from my side. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm doing the same. Um, so, yeah, I guess you kind of have to get over the, is that person ignoring me slightly? Yes. Um, I, but, um, yeah, I am looking at you, even though it doesn't matter. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. All we so, need, we just need to get kind of false eyes that look in the other direction. Absolutely. So does somebody listen to this and they may be inspired to explore C C CGI and all the other effects and... <laughs> 
and they're looking for some training or maybe just some guidance to talk to somebody, yeah. how would they contact you? Um, so, I mean, they can email me directly, which is fine. Um, it's ja at caveacademy.com. Um, or they can just look at the website. We have a, a contact form. Um, we have a lot of free stuff on our site that we do. We do um, you know, regular feedback sessions, weekly feedback sessions. Uh, we have a number of free courses as well. Um, and, and then next year, we'll be running this new boot camp training, which is again, free training. So, um, you know, a, a lot of people do email me just or LinkedIn. I'll get in touch, they'll send a message. I'll reply back as, as much as possible. Um, so I, I've got no quarrels with that. I mean, part of the reason of setting up Cave Academy is just to help people. Like that's the aim. Yes. Um, it isn't any, you know, there, there aren't any kind of hidden agenda items. Um, you know, the idea is, is just to share knowledge, teach, um, and learn, you know, for my selfish side of things. Um, I've, I've kind of pulled in a lot of people who are fantastic in a lot of different areas and therefore I'm using it as a way of learning from others as well. So as much as, and, and they've said the same, like, um, our teaching team, they've said, Hey, can I sit in on this person's um, course and can I sit in on that person's course and it's like yeah of course you know that's that's the whole point of this it's just to share information um, well well I run a training company myself that I have done for 20 years so I'm a big believer in ongoing education and, yeah. and fostering that within your own organization is just fabulous yeah yeah and I yeah I think um, you know I guess with education people think you do school you do college you do university and then and then you work no. um, but it's kind of you know I always just find it the education never stops. Um, no. You know, even if you've got a job, there's always new stuff to learn. There's always new things to learn. Um, I actually a number of weeks ago we were in a, another Zoom meeting, let's say, and um, it was with this new person. Right, it was a collaborative project, um, and and we were saying, oh yeah, we could try this and that, and then the person just says, no, no, it's okay. I know what I'm doing. And he just <laughs> shut up down. He's like, oh okay. Um, so the collaboration had just gone yes. dropped, which is a shame. Um, but then a few weeks into it, he's just had to say, yeah, I don't know anything about this side of things. And he's like, okay, well, great. And, you know, it's good that he said that because now we can actually collaborate yes. and go back and forth. But it was that initial, um, I know what I'm doing. I don't need your help kind of thing. And to be honest, we weren't trying to give any help. We were just yeah. kind of sharing openly some ideas of what we can do. Um, because I do that regularly, I do that on a daily basis, I guess, yeah. with some of my team is we just brainstorm, you know, openly, we, yeah. you know, we don't know the answers, we'll try things, we'll experiment, um, we'll, we'll uh, yeah, we'll just continue to keep experimenting and so on. I love that. I love that. It's, um, it, we're all in, we're, we're together, we're stronger together than we are separate. We really are. Yeah, well, it's, it's just a lot quicker to get to, and, uh, you know, um, and end not result i don't want to say but get to a solution with more heads i mean i would say sometimes that doesn't work if the heads are trying to do their own thing and they want to and they have different intentions but um but for the most part i've found that the more you can collaborate with people with the you know like-minded attitudes the quicker you can get somewhere um, so the projects i'm working on at the minute and it's with a number of individuals and companies um they do what they do best we kind of know what we need and, and what we do best and we're just kind of you know taking the best of both and getting a good result out of that excellent um, 
So well, we're going to put um, your details on our website so people can okay. hopefully find you. And yeah. uh, thank you ever so much for your time. I'm, I'm always fascinated. Uh, and anyone who's, who can enable superhero movies is yeah. great in my books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks ever so much, Jay. And no um, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Great. No worries. And this has been a podcast by business owners for business owners. Until next time, see you soon. Bye then, Jay. See you later. The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as the FSB Insurance Service. We're not only a fully general insurance broker with services for all products tailored to your needs, includes free business and personal credit checks, free valuation service and free business continuity planning. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.